The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Podcast. Thank you. That is, it is, it's true. It's true, actually. This yeah. is, it could happen here. A podcast. Yeah. Breaking that is introduced by, you're by listening by to Sophie a podcast. Oh, me. that's broadly oh, <laughs> accurate. Um, that is more or less the truth. We um, have, we have dragged Robert out of bed at, before the crack of dawn at 11.42 a.m. No. Um, and we're going to talk about actually something very fun. I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time because this is one of actually one of my favorite things. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a bit of a, a bit of a little uh, story regarding one of my actual all-time favorite events and topics. So back in like 2013, there was this uh, a cheesy little online university science show made by the Rochester Institute of Technology called "Can You Imagine." Um, the the idea was to highlight some of the cool and weird things at the university, um, in part to promote the Imagine RIT Festival, which was like the school's annual like innovation and creativity festival thing that they put on. 
So yeah, today I want to talk specifically about episode three of the web series, um, because the contents of which overlap with some of my like artistic interests um, and like just my love of illusions and paradox. And it'll kind of tie into some topics we, other, we always discuss on the show. So yeah, ep episode three, one of prob probably the, the most interesting episode. Um, episode three opens with the hosts, Kevin and Steph, as they like stand awkwardly in a gloriously dated you like university film set. Uh, like it's, it, it, it's, it's only 20, it's only 2013, but it was like, obviously like, made in the 90s like 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 the sets like it, it's all it's, it's all very dated what um, what specifically are you referring to oh like they're, they're like they're just like weird like like weird like like dated science stuff on the walls the, all the hosts are wearing like dorky orange t-shirts like really? like over over top of their yeah. regular clothes really and they have, like, old computers just, do they have like the yeah yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's all it's all the kind it's all that kind of stuff so it. like dorky orange t-shirts with the letters rit for rajka sister institute of technology um of course because everything in this online video series is perfect um kevin is, is wearing his shirt over top of like a button down it's it's it's, it's great um, the first 50 seconds of the video are taken up with like plugging the upcoming uh, uh, RIT Imagine Festival with a with a co-host uh, Steph beautifully uh, stumbling over uh, her lines when she says the event's catchphrase. It's where the left brain and the right brain collide, and it's great. It's 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 perfect. So after all the plugs and the vamping. The hosts get down to the fun engineering feat that they'll be showing us today, which is a neat little architectural experiment, a part of the RIT campus called the Assyrian Stairwell. Um, of course, named after the impossible staircases depicted in Dutch artist uh, MC Escher's artwork. So the video cuts to from the little like soundstage they're filming in to this boring white, seemingly typical stairwell. Our host, Kevin, uh, ascending a flight of the gray concrete stairs, um, explains that what, located in building seven of the campus, the stairwell was designed by Filipino architect Rafael Nelson Avogando and was one of the first structures put up when RIT moved their campus from downtown Rochester to the more suburban Henrietta. Um, when, when, he's take, when he's reaching the top of the stairs, he turns the corner and then suddenly seems to appear at the bottom of the lower flight of stairs leading up to the landing that he just left from, all while continuing to talk about the architect behind this like kind of weird, impossible feat. Um, so as Kevin walks back up to camera, he says that the stairwell uh, was built in uh, 1968 and has been wowing RI2 st students ever since. Um, <laughs> It's it is very cool. It's like it's like you're like okay, like you you get you, you get the little like like a you get the little like architectural mm -hmm. trick that they're doing, um, but it's it is it is still pretty fun to see. Um, before episode three of Can You Imagine aired, you could you could already find a few articles on the school's uh, 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 website about the Asherian stairwell, along with some like forum posts debating how the architecture in the stairwell works to like achieve the effect. Um, also floating around on YouTube was like a, a random segment of what looked like a like a, a PBS style late 90s documentary about the physics and architecture of the school and specifically the stairwell uh, that interviewed some like professors um, and some like architects and like of the and some physicists kind of discussing what like how to like bring paradox into the physical world. Yeah, but 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 around the time the Can You Imagine episode aired, the now like infamous RIT stairwell was mostly unknown. So it was like even despite it being very interesting, no one really knew about it until this episode of this little web series aired. Um, the little web episode dedicates around half its time to interviewing students, 
uh, and writes to random people at the university about if they even know about the sterile's existence. Um, and if they do, what like experiences they have with like messing around with like the looping architecture. Uh, because yeah, you can, you, you know, you can play a lot of games with this type of, with this type of design. Uh, so the rest of the short video like tries to demonstrate the disorienting uh, ascent down and descent back up uh, via the camera in various ways, like you know, like human chains all holding hands around the weird like Rubius <laughs> loop type staircase, then like passing objects back and forth in a circle while inside and around the enclosed stairwell. Um, there's one where Kevin walks around with like, a cup to show that the stairs aren't like clearly like heavily slanted. Like the water stays pretty pretty level as he walks all the way through, and we like we, we follow with him the entire time. Um, so yeah, like the, the overall like nerdy and lo-fi style of the university video matched with like the insane feat of architectural illusion is a really fun mix. Like it's like it's like it's it's a, it is very like surreal but not totally on purpose because it's just all of these like <laughs> regular college students yeah showing this like really cool architecture by this really good architect and you're like oh yeah they're just like they're so chill about it um it is it is it is pretty fun it's pretty fun um after the third episode of the imagine rit video was posted uh, finally, the mind-boggling looping staircase of Building 7 in the, of, of RIT started to gain a lot of uh, confused appreciation, um, <laughs> and the dorky university science show went viral. Uh, people started traveling from out of state, even other countries, to see the Asherian stairwell themselves um, <laughs> and, and, and film videos on social media as, as they walk through it. There, there's this one video of like people traveling from like, a different country and they're like harassing like the school staff to try to like tell them where it is. And they're like, oh, my God, you're still doing this. It, it was like because like this film, was, this video is like like years old, but it's, it still happens. People still travel there to to specifically see it. Um, there is like tense online discussion and debate on how the Filipino architect uh, Rafael Avogando was able to achieve the effect and what kind of other bizarre architectural experiments he may have worked on. Uh, because you can find his Facebook page and you can find some stuff about him, but he is not really, because like this, this, this stairwell was built in the late 60s, but you have, you, so he's, if, even though he has an online presence, he's like, he's like, he's not like active. So mm -hmm. it's unclear like what else he's actually been doing. Um, but I would, I would, I would love to learn more about this architect and what else he's done because this, it's, it is, it is really rad to have these like very like small, condensed, but like high effort type, like type builds, and like the the existence of the whole thing poses some really interesting questions around how extremely clever paradoxical design can push the boundary of how we make assumptions about spatial physics um, and how we visually and physically demonstrate things that we usually can only depict in two dimensions right like you, you can you can easily depict the, the Asherian stairwell in two dimensions but when you're scaling that up to three dimensions it's obviously more work like like that that is that is part of the paradox um Plus, you know, it also demonstrates the importance of art and how ideas once thought impossible or merely optical illusions can actually, with enough dedicated effort, break into our real reality. Uh, if a brilliant architect can manage to build this physically and like logically impossible structure, what other types of things can we actually view as possible? Um, the, the video now has like over a million views on its original upload um, and videos about the RIT stairwell have raked up as many as like 25 million views. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You, you know what else demonstrates the looping nature of time? Having to listen to all these ads that we do. Yep. Pew. pew pew.
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back with plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com news. That's lifelock.com news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. We, we, are, we are back. I've, I've rounded the corner and we are back where we came from um, because of the fun paradox of architecture. Um, the, 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 one, the, the one other thing I should uh, mention before we uh, continue on this episode. 
uh, is that the entire thing is fake. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. Because <laughs> of course, it's a, sta- it's a staircase yeah. that breaks the basic rules of movement and physics. Kevin walks yeah. up the stairs and teleports to the lower stairwell beneath them. There's, there's no, that's, not, that's, not, that's not an architectural illusion. It's called good video editing and Adobe After Effects. It's not like, <laughs> like no, you're, you're really going to believe a, a video on the internet and some well-placed falsified internet posts over the very basic rules that govern our universe? <laughs> but like, oh boy. Boy, did it fool millions of people um, oh, no. and if I played my cards right I hope most of our listeners until the last few seconds um yeah it is uh so the whole the whole thing was a was a, a, a student like film and art project around uh, around building a modern myth um the because oh, it's, no. it's sure it sure is interesting how good storytelling can overrule obvious logical processes uh, the, the tale of the Asherian stairwell is one of my favorite case studies in how disinformation spreads and is believed while all in defiance of the basic rules of reality. Because it's not a matter of what facts are true, it's about what facts are compelling. And the idea of a logically impossible staircase being <laughs> built by a brilliant Filipino architect is more interesting than it being someone's weird disinformation art project. Um, Fair. So, yeah, like I, I want to say, like, how, what, what were you guys thinking as I was explaining the Asherian stairwell? Like, what, where'd you see this going? Okay, so I had in the back of my head, uh, I, I, okay, we, we, should, we should mention this. Uh, Garrison has been hyping up this episode for like, I don't even, a, a pretty significant a amount of time has a told while. us nothing. So, we just show up. <laughs> yeah, and, no. then, and there's a staircase, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> And I was like, and, you know, and my, my, my brain, my brain started going because you said 1968 and I was like, my like my counterinsurgency uh-huh. brain flicked on <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, hold on. Is this like some kind of like uh, weird, like we've redesigned the college campuses so they stop, uh, people stop taking the Dean hostage, <laughs> a thing that used to happen constantly and would all... And, my favorite part about this would happen constantly and you'd get New York Times articles calling it nonviolent. Great. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, it was a that was a I was yeah, the, so I spent more mental energy that I probably should have trying to figure out how it would work. And no. I was like, no. I don't know, maybe they just made it like maybe they just made it. Occam's razor. It's obviously fake. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was in the like, I was in the like. Okay, so they, they built the staircase. They built another. St- I, I, the viewers cannot see no, my fingers. No, it's, reg- it's, it's a regular. Yeah, well, staircase. It doesn't tell. And it's nothing. Yeah, it was like you, it was like. But, but you you can find videos of people traveling to the school to see if it's real, and they try it, and they're so disappointed. They're like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's nope, it's just stairs. It doesn't. Which, it which, doesn't. Yeah, it's disappointing in a lot of ways because it's it's not even like a thing where like there's like another back staircase that you walk down and then you go no, back up it again. No, it's, it's just, just it's just nothing. It's just stairs. <laughs> like, not, I was hoping there was like some actual clever thing. As no, no, it's, it's just, not. It's, it's not real. Uh, it's 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 it it's, was, it's just the it the, the bridge that, we just hit. It was that meme. Stand. It was that meme where all the math doesn't add up and the person like, know, yeah. what is happening. <laughs> I was like, all right, Garrison, you got us here. You made Robert get up before noon. What is happening? Well, the, the reason, the, the real reason I got up before, I, I got Robert up before noon is because I actually um, have uh, scheduled an interview with the creator of the Asherian Stairwell, the actual one via like the online art project and 
uh, building a modern myth idea, um, which we are now going to segue into. So yeah, here, fo what, what follows is uh, us talking with the creator of the Asherian Stairwell uh, project. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride. Raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, 
we are we are back from our probably very very brief break. Um, and with me, uh, along with Robert and and uh, Chris and uh, Sophie, is uh, uh, Michael, the uh, creator of the Asherian Stairwell Project and the uh, building the modern myth uh, project. Hello, greetings. Hi, greetings. Thank you so much for uh, joining us to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what one of my one of my favorite things actually, <laughs> which right. is which is your little two us two project. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've been a fan of this for a long time and found it to be really compelling and interesting. Um, and I so I I just walked through Robert and and Chris and Sophie, what what it what it was, but from the perspective of it being true, uh, for like for like a good 15 minutes i was i was i was i was going was going through talking about it as if it were completely real um i'm and, curious know, like, to hear how you did that <laughs> i'm not it was it was slightly yeah. baffling because again right. we, we were told nothing and then what we got is garrison is talking about a youtube video about an architecture thing and i was like what right right <laughs> what is yeah, happening yeah. here <laughs> Yeah, and then and then then you know, talking about hey, oh yeah, and I guess one more thing is that it's actually fake, um, <laughs> and it's part of this whole this whole thing. So yeah, I would I would love to talk to you about both like how how you like logistically like made the project, but also like the underlying your underlying th- thoughts that like inspired you to do it in the first place, and then like retrospected now almost like ten years later. Like right. how do you view the project as like happening, you know, right before like the peak of online disinformation um, yeah. around like 2016, right? So, but right. For, first of all, I, I, I think we should, we should probably start start at the beginning. Like what, what was your inspirations for this type of like um, online, like very, because it, 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 seems, it seems built to go viral in a lot of ways. Um, yes, exactly. So this was around 2011, I guess, was when I first got the idea. It was for my master's thesis, my MFA for film at Rochester, at RIT. And um, the idea actually began from this like deep anxiety about how to discern fact from fiction. Um, at the time, like I came into film school, like really into like realism in films like Romania New Wave. Mikhail Hanukkah, Dardan Brothers, like these are filmmakers who are like, they're sort of like the modern day version of Italian neorealism. And they're trying to like depict like these um, reality as it is. So I wanted to like learn how to make those types of films. Um, So over like with each year, that's what I tried to get better at. And the more I tried to do that, um, well, like a number of things were happening around that time, right? In class, they showed us these mockumentaries called No Lies, which was made in 1973 by this guy called Mitchell Block. It actually won a student Oscar at the time. And uh, Delusions in Modern Primitivism, 2001, by this guy named Daniel Laughlin. Um, And these, like, I was, like, floored because I thought they were real, like, real documentaries. And, um, and... It bothered me, like our teachers told us afterwards that these were actually scripted works of fiction with like really, really good actors. And it like I went into kind of like existential crisis mode afterwards. Like, (laughs) how do I even discern what's true from what's not if I got fooled by these things, especially like that's like my concentration. That's what I've been studying for years. And even I was not even able to tell that they were fake. Right. 
Yeah. So there was that going on. And then there was like smartphones were becoming a thing. Like I just looked it up. Smartphones didn't start out sell- outselling flip phones till 2013. So around okay. this time, like it was becoming a thing where everyone would have the internet in their pocket. So I guess there was that anxiety going on. Yeah, absolutely. trying to think about um, um, how we're starting to function and how we're, how I remember when I proposed my thesis to the thesis committee, I, I um, one of the things that I was telling them was, um, I have this worry about how reliant we are on the internet to determine what's true and what's not. And this is like, like my professors found my concerns like really abstract and theoretical. Like, why do you even <laughs> care? Because this oh, was 2011, oh right? Like, why yeah, do you even yeah. care about fact and fiction? It wasn't like fake news. That wasn't even a it term. Wasn't a thing. Yeah, no. it wasn't. It didn't become part of the everyday lexicon, like you said, until 2016, when Trump started throwing that term around. Yeah, and and suddenly we hear about it every day. Um, so there was that going on. Trayvon Martin was a thing. And it, for the first time, like nationally, you could see like dif- disinformation, like on, you know, just like exaggerated versions of different, you know, different accounts from like polarizing sides. Yeah. So all that was going on. And so I, I, I wanted to, it was, it was like this film project was about, um, trying to take something that was, uh, are you familiar with the, with the difference between like a priori knowledge and a posteriori knowledge? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, so like, you know, for, for anyone who might be listening that doesn't really know the exact difference, a priori knowledge is the type of knowledge that you can have without needing to make observations or conduct experiments or look at surveys or do any research of any any kind. It's a sort of knowledge you can know just by reasoning it out. But just yeah. by sitting in a room by yourself in the dark, you could figure things out. This is yeah. the sort this is a priori knowledge. Um so for an example of that is like knowing that all bachelors are unmarried. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. all triangles have three sides. That's a priori knowledge. An example of a posteriori knowledge um, is something that you find out through observation or using one or more of your five senses, right? Like Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Um, The mass of Mars is 6.4171 times 10 to the 23rd kilograms. You actually have to go out into the world and conduct surveys or do research. So that's a posteriori knowledge. So the idea was to take something that was a priori false, something that could that could um, be disproven by reason alone. Like you yes. wouldn't have you wouldn't need to do any research in order to to know that it was false. You'd simply have to reflect on it and um, think about it. Uh, so we could have picked anything, right? We could have. We could have said, made up like a fake news report that these mathematicians at MIT having invented like a square with five sides, something like that. You know, um, I remember their weekend update and SNL had this sketch. I think it was like, um, forget who it was. It might have been Kevin Nealon or something like that. The, the report was like uh, scientists and mathematicians have discovered the new number. The number exists between five and six, and they're calling it the number spleen. You know, something like that, which is like just impossible. Yeah. So, um, 
So come up with something that could be disproven by reason alone, and at the same time, surround it with this wealth of online information yeah. um, supporting its veracity. So like, you know, it was kind of a social experiment. So I was like, have we, are we so far beyond rational thinking that even something that can be disproven a priori, people would believe? And it was like, we didn't really know the answer to that, but we were going to commit to creating this thing as though it was real and but which was like logically impossible so in a way it anticipated the age of like this information yeah, absolutely um and it I mean, was like, just yeah like, the thing i kind of alluded to in my little scripted portion is that like yeah it wasn't just the youtube video there was also all this extra online content that was created um some of which Fake was articles released, right some of it, yeah like yeah that. yeah so like there was you, you could find like articles forum posts all this kind of stuff yeah. like 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 if, yeah, like so if you could look into it more and find these other things, but it still contradicts the basic logical processes that we can use to discern what is real and what is not. Um in right, terms of right. like yeah, in terms of like believing in a five-sided square. Like, no, that, that's not what that that's that, that's not how like physics and like spatial like spatial dimensions work. Um right. so yeah, and, and then in terms of uh, all the extra material you filmed for it, there was like there was like I think yeah. I read around like nine hours of documentary footage was also created. Well, it was a lot like a lot of footage but it was only made into like probably a 30 minute thing okay. um we got our friends like at the very very beginning we got our friends to play along with it like so whenever you see posts about this just comment like it's real like yeah i was there and it was really great and um eventually people would actually start visiting the stairwell like from all over like from Canada, they'd cross the border to get there because it's in upstate New York, right? Um, and I, I actually ran into a couple from India who happened to be visit, visiting New York, and they were like, since we're <laughs> here, we'd like to see this stairwell, that sort of thing. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I know. I, f I felt really bad for a lot of the visitors, so we actually had to come up with souvenirs so that they wouldn't leave empty-handed right so we made fake po we, we made postcards like saying i've been to the sharon stairwell stuff like that programs that is, that is so good and um what happened and the way we explained it so a lot of people were really mad actually you know as you can imagine when they got yeah. there but after um we would explain what we were doing to them with the project like a lot of them actually like started playing along and thought it was really cool and they went home with their souvenirs and told their friends that they just saw this amazing thing. So, you know, it kind of built that way for a little bit. I mean, yeah, because um, it's, it's like telling kids that Santa isn't real. Um, exactly. And then exactly. some of them will be like, play along with like, okay, cool. This means I can play along with a myth to help keep other kids happy. Right. And some of them will be like, what? Oh no, my entire reality is broken. How could right, this happen? Right. right. And when you find out, it's your turn to like pass it on. And exactly. Like see that. So a lot of that was going on, like Shaq, the basketball player, posted about it at some point. Joe Rogan <laughs> talked about it on his podcast. Oh, my God. It got kind of crazy. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, did, did, did Joe Rogan know it wasn't real? <laughs> um, It's funny. You should see the clip of him doing it because he was like, it was him and who's the other guy? Bert Kreiser or something. Anyway, they were arguing about whether or not it was real. The other guy was like, no, it's real. It's so real. Oh, that's Joe great. Rogan was like, all, all you guys are fucking idiots. You're all idiots. So let's Google it right now. And they Google it and they look up an article and Joe, Joe Rogan's like, okay, yeah, all right. It's still fucking stupid. The guy who built it is fucking stupid. You know, that really is so good. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I you have you have no idea how happy you have made me because I in my in my research about like I, I I have like read your thesis I read all the I read lots 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 of articles about this I did not come across the Joe Rogan clip but I would have <laughs> yeah. loved to see that right right um it's like way back right it's like ten years ago and it's like yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff to dig through and I found it though again um so. Yeah. I like to kind of go into like the logistics of like actually doing this in terms of like creating all the fake like web content, but also like, you know, dreaming up this like family friendly science show that's made by RIT and like how like, you know, the thing between like naturalism and realism and making it like playing, uh, not trying to like replicate reality, but playing it as if it were reality and how those, those are two different things. Um, yeah, we, well, we wanted to make it as real as possible and like that's what i were, was i'd been studying anyway but in like a dramatic context like yeah. making narrative films um and the idea was to um there's this event at rit every year which gets a lot of people like thirty thousand people a year go wow. to the campus and look at like um these uh whatever the students are working on it's kind of like a mini like festival type thing well, not many. It's pretty big. So we dis we wanted to make a video for that event, um, as though we were promoting the event. Hey, come see the Asherian stairwell when you get here at RIT. Um, and you know, you normally for these like for these <laughs> for these events, if you have a booth or something, you'll see reservations, and you'll see like four people reserved, fifteen people. Like we were like started getting nervous, and we found out we got a sense that this was gonna be big because like. When I looked at like the re reservations for our, like our non-existent stairwell, there were like one thousand plus visitors oh, no. waiting to visit it. Um, yeah, oh. I still remember like going to campus that day of the festival Saturday, and like my friend Ira like comes up to me. He's like, "Mike, people want to kill you. Like, come and get over here." I was like trying to not show my face, but anyway, yeah, that's what. So what? The way, like, a lot of the legs of the project was just, like, word of mouth, I guess. And we actually ran out of money. Um, we didn't get to do, like, the web stuff on the scale that we wanted to. But it, yeah. it turned out that we didn't even have to. In fact, like, within a few days or maybe a week or something after the original video came out, I posted a video explaining that it's yeah. a myth like i posted it and i was like all right that was a fun ride now it's gonna be over because here's a video of me explaining everything on the same people, youtube channel yeah right and people still didn't believe it people no. were saying that my my video explaining was fake that was a conspiracy like people were you know like who they were so, so invested inside the inside the actual myth of it yeah because it is right, right it is so much for a lot of people they've thought that is more compelling than the idea that it is this like you know project around what is real and what's not they just got so invested in the reality of it that they'll explain away every other explanation right right um exactly like my i had a, a teacher at rutgers where i did my undergrad tim maudlin he used to say that you know there's two types of thinking there's reasoning and there's rationalizing. Reasoning is when when you start from a place of ignorance and you um, look at the best evidence and the best arguments you can find and follow that through to the, you know, the rational conclusion. Rationalizing is when you start from what you want to believe 
and yeah. working backwards and looking for you looking know for confirmation that right what you exactly think. yeah right looking for the arguments that are already support what you're saying there there was a lot of uh, a lot of rationalizing going on i guess <laughs> people wanted to believe it yeah so for for the um how, how much how many people in this because i assume for all of, like the filming like like everyone was all like in on it but yeah you know there's a whole bunch of great stuff around like all of like the men on the street segments are are, are like perfectly done in terms of like people like just acting like regular university students like talking about this stairwell and like how they've got like lost and then they're like looping around in a circle um and all the segments with you with um like inside the stairwell with all like the very like the very clever yeah. editing i assume you're using stuff like adobe after effects um right. and yeah like it's it, it is played it's played so well like it's it's i think part of the part of why it's so successful is that it's not filmed like you would film something too high like 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 for a lot of films when they like want to do like like you know like like a the term is like a oneer where they have like one long shot and then they like hide the transitions in between right you can you can obviously tell like they're filming it to make these transitions work versus yeah. the way you film this is just how people would film it if they were filming this for real um and yeah. you can definitely tell that and it's it is so carefully done because it's not trying to be something it is it is just being the thing so earnestly in terms of like how how the actors like stumble over their lines in the in like the opening segment um like the aesthetics of like all of like the title cards and everything is just so it has this it has this like aura of earnestness which i think helps sells the whole project so so much yeah yeah actually speaking of the show and like the cheesy title cards and stuff my girlfriend at the time was a producer for this show called this local show called homework hotline and where kids call in with their homework and they answer questions about it i studied the shit out of that show <laughs> just <laughs> looking at how they built the sets and how cheesy and how awkward like the uh, the hosts were because a lot of it was like a lot of the realism i think of it is just um yeah the awkwardness of the people how it's not um it's not really meant to be and and like like the best the most convincing untruths right is a combination of fact and fiction yeah and you know a lot of and blending in the actors with real people you know in 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 the in the actual video stuff like that it's like yeah like it comes out 2013 goes goes pretty viral um you like pretty quick create a very easy explanation for no it's not it's not real it's part of this project people still believe it for years and years um as kind of the decade progresses and we go into like the era of disinformation everyone starts getting phones in their pockets everyone has facebook with them wherever they go everyone has twitter with them wherever they go how is kind of your views on like the ethics of the project and what it demonstrates in terms of like a case study and like a social experiment like how has that changed over the years from like you like 10 years ago when you're driving this up to you now after you know we've had stuff like you know like January 6 right. and the QAnon you know all these types of things which i feel like have al are almost like foreshadowed in this in this weird way by showing how successful your little project is yeah um so a lot of a lot of the criticisms that it was faced from the get go like from RIT professors even is still facing right now like it's still the type of thing people bring up which is essentially that hey there's so much disinformation out there at the time we weren't even using those terms disinformation no, misinformation no, yeah. right but basically people were 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 bringing up the same complaints which is there's so much disinformation out there 
you're basically just adding to it. What what are you even doing? So I guess the idea is that, and you know, it's a very noble idea, which is what's our response to disinformation, right? We should, I guess the idea is we should call out every instance of it when we can, flag posts, um, report posts that violate communi- community standards, you know, speak out, um, provide counter evidence when you see fake news, that sort of thing. And I think that's great. That's a good thing. Um, but disinformation, the problem with disinformation is at the time, this is c- kind of how I explained it like 10 years ago, I, ex- I described it as, a pan- as an epidemic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? Or or like a cockroach infestation. Like every time you kill one, 10 more spring up. And the, this, this notion of like, we got to call out every instance of disinformation and stomp it away is like, it's great, but you're focused on killing cockroaches. Yeah, it's like addressing the symptoms, not the actual problem. Right. I want to get to the cockroach's nest, right? And whenever, whenever I give talks about this... Um, this project people always approach me afterwards you know like wanting me to kind of because we we don't just talk about this project we talk about like deep fake stuff like we show speeches of obama like looking like the real obama but it's like completely fake right and people start to realize holy shit like i don't even know what's real or not anymore like what can i trust and they approach me expecting me to ease their anxiety somehow and kind of like guide them through how to discern what's true from what's not as though my project was about finding some sort of solution. And I tell them that like my project wasn't about solving the problem. It was about seeing the problem, right? It's about it's about trying to get to the heart of the matter. And it's like, to me, I think like the heart of the matter, like the cockroach's nest is the... I don't know. You, there are different ways to say it, but basically, the um, the lack of critical thinking in individuals and like in the society we shape together, or um, or lack of a willingness to think through things carefully. Maybe that's that's um, that's like if we had a society of critical thinkers, this wouldn't be much of a problem. I right? think it's because so many people come at a lot of information from like when you would say the rational viewpoint of like, they're trying to use reason and stuff. Like they're trying to think critically. They're trying to think like logically, but they come at it in the terms of rationalizing stuff they already believe. Um, And I think that's a very prevailing type of idea in terms of like, yes, I'm going to believe in this thing. So now I'm going to find evidence to, to support it. Um, Which isn't critical thinking. I don't think. I mean, not really. No, that is, that is itself a logical fallacy, but that is so common, especially on the internet, because the internet encourages the backfire effect. You know, whenever someone calls out on something, you want to be right. So you're gonna, it's as soon as, as soon as someone calls something, you're going to backfire. You're going to like become even more entrenched in what you believe. Um, When you, you know, when, when you explain to someone that, no, Hillary Clinton is bad, but she doesn't eat the blood of children. Like, no, she does. I, I saw all this thing. I have to believe it. Because, like, all of the things are tied up in what makes you a person now. All of these, like, ideas that have, that were used to be just be conspiracy theories that you could believe in for fun are now so a part of, like, what people's sense of being are and how they have their entire worldview that there's so much more 
because the internet is such a bigger part of their lives, everything on the internet is a bigger part of their lives for each person. So it is more of an ontological threat because these things are so closer together now, right? There used to be much more of a distinction between the internet and you because you could only access the computer every once in a while. We can now carry around a supercomputer wherever we go. So it is like a part of you, like you bring it with you almost everywhere. It's always in your pocket. So these things are so like stitched together that prying them apart and, and telling people, no, this thing you carry around Actually, probably most of what you see on it isn't isn't actually true. Like there is, people can like believe that in their heads, but don't actually be, don't actually it, the, the belief doesn't actually impact them because like we all know that there's like we, we all know that people can just go on the internet and lie, right? That is like a right. part of the joke, but we still don't act like it. Like oftentimes we get so we get so like encased into the stories that we tell ourselves, right? The, the part of why the Asherian stairwell is so good is that. It's such a it's such a compelling story, like that, like the idea of like a brilliant architect bringing like you know building this paradox in the real world is like is is so much more fun than being like yeah some dude just knows how to use Adobe After Effects like (laughs) right right? so you get so entrenched in the storytelling because the the story of like politicians eating the eating the blood of children is so much more interesting than no politicians just don't care about you like. And right. getting to the heart of that problem is so much more difficult than just, you know, debunking things because you can debunk things all day. And does that actually matter? Yeah. And I think there, there's, there's a secondary problem that like, you know, there's another, le- like a, a, another level of it, which is that, yeah, like everyone knows that there's information now, like everyone does, but, but that just makes it worse because now if you want to do this information, what you can claim is like, Oh, Hey, look at all these other times that uh, all the stuff has been fake. And then, you know, and this is how you get everyone like, doing frame by frame analyses of like a bombing and going, Oh, these are all crisis right, actors. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, and, and you, t- you, you talk to these people and they're like, Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I did, I did the research. Look, I like, I saw through the lies. And it's like, no, you've just completely made this thing up in your head. But you can see the green screen compression. And you're like, no, it's just regular video compression. And it's like, yeah, like everyone can be a detective now. So everyone can be so convinced of their own conclusions, even when the conclusions turn out to be not true. Right. It's a problem. I mean, if there was an easy solution, we wouldn't have yeah. the problem, right? It's one of those things where it's like your project's a very good example of like it's it's a, it's a very demonstrative thing. You can like you you take someone along this journey and demonstrate, hey, this can happen to you, so you should watch out for it, right? Look look right. at the story I crafted. Look how you become convinced of it for these six minutes, and then you think, oh wait, n- no, you can't teleport to a bottom stairwell. That's not that's not how that works. Um, but because you take them on that journey, it's a very, it's a, I love it so much as like a demonstrative process being like, so like this can happen. So watch out for it in the future, which I think is right. honestly more useful than just debunking somebody because you, right, can de- right. you can debunk all day. You can have the backfire effect and stuff. Yeah. But- and you're right about the uh, demonstrative stuff. Cause it's like, if a bunch of film students and volunteers with no connections and no resources pulled this off, like we did like a tally of all the videos at the end of the year of, um, you know, all the videos that ripped it off and posted on their own channels and all that. Um, it was like 50 million. Right. So if, if a bunch of film students like had that much influence, what more can like people who are actually fun, like go- who have actual or political co- power yeah. right. and resources, right? What could they do? And we were just doing, and ours was about like this innocuous, silly stairwell. It wasn't about anything that would cause, you know, anyone's death or anything like that. Yeah. Or 
and, and, you know, something like in Myanmar, where the Myanmar military basically systemically, systematically created fake articles and fake photos to create, like, to, to arouse disdain for the Rohingya people. And they incited a genocide through Facebook, just through fake news, right? In the Philippines, where I live right now, um, which uh, a lot of commentators call like the patient zero of disinformation, because in 2016, this guy called Duterte uh, was elected president, basically ran it, running his entire campaign on disinformation. And after him was Brexit, like a month later, and after that was Trump got the nomination. So like, what's her name? Kate, Katie Barth. Barthar or something like that. Uh, the one of the executives of Facebook referred to the Philippines as patient zero in the era of disinformation because, like, um, and the thing that Duterte, the president here right now, was running on was basically like the same sort of um, othering and scapegoating of a certain group. And he said, basically, he's the guy who said like. Basically, if you're a drug user or a drug dealer, it should be okay to murder you and kill you. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Because they were posting all these stories about, um, you know, the same sorts of stories that, you, that, that we saw in the U.S. in 2016 about undocumented immigrants or Muslims yeah. or something like that. This like, oh, this undocumented immigrant raped a five-year-old girl. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And he would the 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 the, um, the organized campaign um, making up stories about drug addicts like murdering and raping people basically like got an entire nation to well not an entire nation but basically this guy won the election and you know we have a country right now that basically lived through just atrocities the last five six years. You know, and like the double edged sword of this, like what Chris mentioned, is like, yeah, it could, this type, same type of thing, because it exists, people will also like retroactively apply it to like, you know, like Sandy Hook was staged or like even stuff now with like, you know, the pandemic, right? People would be like, right, what if, what if, the, what if the pandemic isn't real? What if all these people have just, you know, yeah. conjured this thing into being and it's right. all a giant misappropriation campaign, right? So it has this dual, it has this double edged sword nature. Um, which makes combat and disinformation so challenging. So it's like disinformation to combat disinformation to combat the idea of disinformation. And yeah. there's so many layers of it now. There's, 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 it's just, yeah, it do, makes, do, it makes actually getting to the heart of it so much more challenging because it's been abstracted so many times. Yeah. Like and, one of the things I was remembering, what didn't, didn't the New York times, weren't they the first people to come up with the term fake news? And then Trump started using it after like, or maybe it was Washington Post. I forget which newspaper it was, but my, my memory of it was like it was it was it was the media that came up with fake news, and then like Trump just took it and it became this like this just like demon they absolutely could not control and was just turned on them. Do you do you remember the context in which they used it uh, for the I first they time? Were, like they they were I think they were calling like stuff that Trump said fake news. Mm, um, okay. Let me. I am I'm unsure at the moment who specifically coined that term. But I mean we definitely see terms like even even terms like disinformation, which used to be more tied to like a Discordian philosophy, breaking like in like even even back even as back far as like the eighties, getting, you know, turned into an actual like political term so, that um, everybody uses. So 
I'm reading that it was actually somebody from BuzzFeed. An editor at BuzzFeed was one of the That people. makes sense. Mm. Craig mm. Silverman is one of the ones who first popularized it. Uh but was it in twenty sixteen? Yeah, there, but there could be there could be, you know, several other people that say that they coined it. I don't know. I mean, I even there's even a, 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 a an illustration from 1894 <laughs> by by Frederick Offer with reporters carrying newspapers labeled "Humble News," uh, "Cheap Sensation," and "Fake News." So right. it's I mean, in terms of in terms of just mashing words together, I'm sure it has it's had a decent history. But definitely, right. Trump is the one that like yeah. launched it into the zeitgeist. Right, right, right. Yeah. Let's see, uh, Robert, you've been pretty quiet. I know it's pretty early in the morning for you. Do you have any? Do you have any kind of thoughts to help us kind of generally start closing us out? Not 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 like super immediately, but generally head in that direction. I mean, no, not really. Kind of brought up everything. I would say. All right, all right. It's uh, yeah. Um, I guess uh, 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 Mike, what have? How has this project kind of impacted how you approach film and just the like how you how you use the internet yourself in the past decade? Hmm. Well, I I'm fully aware of what we did. <laughs> Every time I'm like looking at something, I'm like, could they have done that? <laughs> could they have done this and that? You know, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if it's if. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how it's how this project specifically has impacted me, other than just trying to think through things a bit more carefully, trying to go through things like, um, I mean, like, so we we basically came up with this idea of what eventually became troll farms, right? Like me and like my classmates would, hey, we even make fake accounts and like talk about the stairwell and um so i don't know like a few years later people we we learned that people were actually doing this like to influence like elections around the world and a lot of the strategy of like the russian troll farms and stuff um was to basically create caricature versions right of arguments from whatever side like you know whether it, they they might present an argument from like the left or the right, but in like a caricaturized version of it. And um, so what people would see when they see that, they'd see an argument coming from the other side and they'd ridicule it. Like, look at these people who just seem crazy espousing this whatever view, you know, or they might say things like, um, like, yeah, if you're a Democrat, you want to abort babies at like the ninth month or something like that. Yeah. Which no reasonable person actually argues. So what happens is like um, people talk about how the goal of Russia was to like polarize, you know, um, polarize the uh, political spectrum. I think like the bigger goal and the the goal that we're going to be un untangling for many, many years and the the, the more... Um, the more difficult problem to deal with was that they oversimply they they successfully oversimplified discourse. You know what I'm saying? Like they found a way to like oversimplify the type of discourse we're having because everyone's like arguing with such simplistic. I, I'm not sure if I'm making sense. It's like it's like it's like the 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 term I use is like politics as fandom. 
Right, um, right, right. And that's I, th- I think that like intersect. It's, it's, not, it's not exactly what you're saying, but it, like it, it, it intersects with that type of idea of like right. condensing down actual discussions on like what you believe in um, and what politics you want and how you want to improve the world into this weird fandom lens of like this team versus this team, which we 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 we, we we've had a degree of that for a long, long time, but with the internet and how how discussions on the internet are designed to work, right? How, how algorithms want to boost content, right, how there's right, always these right. short snippets. Exactly. It just, it mirrors the way people discuss like what Star Wars character is their favorite. It's just that, but for politics. Right. Um, so it's it's just this like, what if politics is just this idea of fandom and you can debate what fandom is more valid than the other, right? I like The Last Jedi more, you like Rise of Skywalker. This means your version of reality is less good than mine. So I mean, that, is, that is objectively true. If, if, you, which if is, you like which The Rise about, of Skywalker which you, which more, is your version true, of reality right? is wrong. But, <laughs> Let's be clear but here. It's that, it's that same idea, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but for how we like make social programs and how we address racism and how we like, give food to poor people and how we do affordable housing and how we handle the police. So it's that type of idea, which is just. Well, I mean, the, disinformation kind of impacts this in part because when you flood the zone with so much conflicting information that people can't really get a handle on or easily sort of like when they're, when, when you've, when you've put that much confusion into the air, um, it makes people more likely to just kind of grasp at sides because everything coming out is way too complicated and messy and it's it takes too much work right, to figure right. out what's actually true. So holding to some rubric of, well, I believe this, so that means these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, and I don't have to, to analyze it any deeper than that. I can reject information that comes from this group or I can re- reject information that says this. Um, because I, I just category categorically reject, you know, anything that, that fits in with that. Like that's the benefit of disinformation for authoritarians of all stripes. You're seeing it in Ukraine right now, where, um, you've got all of these different authoritarian powers. You've got Turkey, you've got Russia, you've got, um, you know, fucking the, the United States, at least to the extent that like we impact a lot of things internationally, um, and you've got them all coming down on different sides of, of this issue and of what's happening in Ukraine. And because there's so much disinformation and misinformation about what's going on, people just kind of grasp at, well, whatever side I am have been more sympathetic to recently, I'm just going to believe whatever they say, because it's way too complicated to actually analyze what's going on. Yeah, and right, this was right. this was a thing that that I mean, this was explicit on the left. I, I remember this. There was this around um, 2017, 2018. There was a whole thing about how like people people like talking about anti imperialism would would literally say like nuance nuance is liberalism. I uh, don't like nuance is liberalism. Don't don't research this. Don't think about this because nuance is how liberals like you know spread sort of pro pro regime change propaganda. Like I, I remember those people like Amber Frost just just straight oh, up said this. And this was a huge and you know like I, I I got a lot of shit for this because you know like I, I remember when 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 the coup in Bolivia happened. Like I I made a giant thread that was trying to, that was like okay we need to figure out like how specifically the CIA was involved in this. Like okay so did they plan the whole thing? Was it like were they working with local partners? Was it a thing where someone else planned it and they signed off on it? And like to this day people think that I supported the coup because I was like we should figure out who was who the actors were on the ground because no one like this 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 this, this became like an, an like like a, a, like a, a tenet like a, like an actual sort of like like political tenets of 
of how a lot of anti-imperialism like the American left worked was you you were not supposed to do nuance and you were not supposed to look at who was like, you know, if, if, if you spent too long looking at what was going on on the ground, people would be like, you, you work for the CIA. And that, yeah. you know, I think like we, we, we've we finally seen that basically blow up in their faces because, you know, oh, hey, look how many of these people just like wound up supporting Russia and then spent like three months saying that Russia would never invade Ukraine. Then this happens. But it's I don't know, it's 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 extremely depressing how people who otherwise are you know, like, like in, in, in a lot of ways, like I've spent a lot of their time like trying to, you know, filter out stuff from the media that's false, just go into this because they just do not want to deal with the complexity of reality. Yeah. And it's just easier not to. <laughs> again, if there was a simple problem, we wouldn't, yeah. I mean, if, if there was a simple solution, we wouldn't need to discuss the problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I guess basically like just to like, um, answer that question about how it I guess at the time I'd say like we got an up close look at how things were gonna be like you know with with all these things we it, we it kind of anticipated the next few years um so yeah that's basically what happened um sorry yep. to interrupt your closing but that's, no 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 it's the it's the best note that that we can go um Mike, do you, uh, where can people find you online? And if people want to look into some of your other projects, I mean, you found me. Like, <laughs> I guess if they want to find me, they'll find me, right? I don't know. I still don't know how you got my email. But to, Gar- but, Garrison um, is extremely good about this. Don't worry. <laughs> right, Not that many right. people are that good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they could check out the YouTube channel. Like, I'm gonna be posting some new films this year, probably. Um, so my name, Michael Lakanilao. Uh, or just search the Asherians there. Well, I guess that's a way. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll add your uh, YouTube channel to to the description. Yeah, and I just want to thank you uh, so much for coming on to talk about your uh, your project. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate All right. It. Well, that that does it for us today. You can follow us on the internets for some reason um, on Twitter, and Instagram at Happen Here Pod and Coolso Media. And yeah, uh, go go create a, a a myth that people will believe and travel from out of country to walk over some stairs because that sounds like fun. Go do something like that for fun, funsies. All right, bye bye. It could happen here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com/sources. Thanks for listening. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at highthenumber5casino.com. High Five Casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails done. Outfit stunner. And my skin I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. 
So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.